Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, welcome back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Again, if some of you are driving through listening to us, thank you very much. We appreciate that. We do this every Saturday from 10 to 1 here in Colorado. So that would be mountain time for those of you that are traveling through. You can also listen to us outside of our area by using our app. KLZ Radio is the name of the app on any of the app or Google Play stores that are out there. You can also listen to us online if you're sitting at your computer. Just go to klzradio.com or our website, drive Radio. Dot com. Jack in Fort Collins is next. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah, I had a 53 Ford uh, with a, with a, a flathead V8 and three-speed with overdrive, and it, I just really wish I, lo- I loved that car, except in the summertime when it would vapor, vapor lock all the time. But <laughs> I did learn a lot about hitchhiking. Oh, man. Yeah. But anyway, that, it was just a fine. I just wish I had it now. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a good one. Can't yep. can't uh, can't argue that one, Jack. That's a good one. Yep. Okay, thank you. Appreciate you, Jack. Uh-huh. You're very welcome. Appreciate. It. Have a happy uh, Independence Day as well. By the way, we appreciate it. Eric, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Hey, Jeff. let me say that I resemble that remark. I do recall when it was Jeffco Airport. Yeah, yeah. me too. I, I resemble that remark. I might have to break out my walker now. Thanks. Yeah, it's been I you know it's been Rocky Mountain for you know I, for now a while, but I don't know. I still call it Jeffco just because yeah. that's what we grew yeah, up I with. Yeah, I still do too. Yeah, yeah, I, I still do too. So um, the, pro- the problem, Eric, oh, I, is sometimes I'll look at people and tell them that, and they'll look at you with this look like, "What, what are you talking about?" What the hell are you talking exactly. About? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I still refer to the I twenty five, I seventy as a mousetrap, and I've had people Valley Highway, yeah, Valley, yeah, yeah, Valley Highway. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been here since '78, so you know, I, you're yeah. long enough to remember all that. Yeah, when you, when I have people ask me how long I've how long I've lived in Colorado, I tell them I've been here longer than most natives have. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, so I, I kind of. When's Paul uh, Lewenberger going to be on next? Do you know? I uh, tried to have him on the last car show, but he's got kids in sports this time of the year, oh. so he was not able to join us. So hopefully, here as he as he winds some of that down, maybe a little later this summer. Okay. Yeah, because um, po- possibly I, I, at that remote as well. He's he's planning on being there. He's one of the sponsors of that show, Eric. So maybe at that at that particular remote as well. Okay. Yeah, because because I want to I want to call in when he's on by being over insured. Yep. Versus under insured yep. is a good idea, especially yep. if you're an RV owner. You are correct. Um, just lay the groundwork for it. If you think twenty five fifty fifteen is enough, nope. To tow an RV. Um, yeah, I got a fifty thousand dollar insurance claim open right now against somebody with an towing an RV. Wow! And we're going to max out 
and double the max out of yeah. their coverage, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not enough. <laughs> not enough, Eric. And, no, and, it's, and it's, it's not that expensive to, to upgrade to what you really need to get covered and why people don't, I, I don't understand. Yeah, well, in, in this case, um, this was an RV that cut off and sideswiped and took the front end off of my semi ah. uh, in Montana. Oh, man. And a little bit of road rage. Yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, the guy had... and. and and I will give massive props to Montana Highway Patrol. Um, if he wasn't on, if it wasn't for the fact that he was on body cam, uh, the trooper had, would have had some very choice words for the guy in the RV. Mm. Uh, but uh, you know, anyhow. But uh, yeah, construction zone outside of Billings. The guy decided he could, didn't want to be stuck between two semis and tried to race up and cut me off. And he wasn't fast enough, and he would have been. Given the point where he did it, he would have been better off staying behind me. Mm. And instead, he decided to swerve over, took out a couple construction cones, and even though I jammed on the brakes and locked him up, he still took the, basically took the front end off the truck. Yeah. And in case you're wondering, to have a semi towed from Denver to Billings and another one towed back, ten thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. that's where it starts. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah, you know, and then there's the hotel bill that we had to, you know, for sure. I had to stay in hotel for a couple of days, and various other charges. The truck's going to be out of service for six months. That's costly. Um, yep. Yeah, it's yeah, you know, I mean, which again, you know, you know, you don't, you don't re- thank you for saying that too, Eric, because people don't realize that. That will now be your company going after that particular individual, their insurance company. If they don't pay enough, you're going after the individual because you've yep. got loss of income on that claim as well, as you know. Yep. Yeah, well, like I said, the Loss the of use, bill they call was, it. Yeah, loss of use, yeah. The tow bill is $10,000. Um, there, ha- because uh, there was a hazmat spill as part of it, i.e. diesel fuel, because one of my tanks was uh, damaged and spilled. So... They're going to be charged for the hazmat cleanup. I don't know what the bill is on that. Yeah. Um, and then we're, you know, basically the the hood, the left side fairing, left side mirror, left side uh, driver's door, radiator, charge air cooler, uh, AC condenser, front axle, and uh, one tire and wheel assembly. Yeah. Um, the, the parts list right now is thirty five thousand. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And it's actually going up yep. because they found some. They've they've got some some little bit of teardown done, so they found some more damage. Hmm. And then there's going to be the labor on the repair. And like I say, the truck's going to be out of service six months. And I, I, I forget how they're calculating that, but you know, and the, the the guys they're not out of Colorado. I forget what state the guy was out of, but it's uh, you know it's a twenty five fifty state like Colorado. Because I, you know, when we looked at the insurance stuff on my bosses, that's not doesn't even begin to cover. Nope, things. nope. You know, and, and we're easily talking. We're, we're pushing a hundred thousand dollar claim. Wow, level. amazing. You know, and yeah, it's yeah, it's it's not fun, and it sucks for me because. Uh, since I'm, I mean, we only have two road drivers. Yeah, so now you're back. Now you're what in a different truck or something? Yeah, I'm stuck in a city truck because we can't even get um, a road tractor as a rental. Because, yeah. you know, there, there are a lot of us tied up, but we're trying to. Mm. So, and like my boss said, if we have, to, if we can finally get one, then they're going to be responsible for that, too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's, 
you know that that stuff. That, this you know, there, there's a reason why when when you know when Paul does his commercials and the other insurance companies whatnot on the other stations when they do the commercials and talk about the importance of being overinsured. Yep, there, there's a reason for that. Yep, that's <laughs> right. You know, it, well, nobody it really got hurt in this. I I presume. Um, no pride more anything, and and also the other part of it too is that doesn't include the fact that the guy totaled his fifth wheel out. Oh, jeez. So even worse. <laughs> you know, cause in the, it, yeah, because in the process of hitting me, it you know, the damage it did to me, it ripped apart his fifth wheel. And it, it, it's going to be, my understanding is it's going to be totaled also. Wow. So, uh, you know, it, it just, and, and then there's the tickets that he got out of it. And it's like, number one, the road rage wasn't worth it. I, I mean, the cop flat out told the guy, you know, you were stuck. You would have been stuck behind him for a couple of miles. He's empty, and as it was, he was going with the flow of traffic. I've got a dash cam, a three-channel dash cam that recorded everything that was going on. It showed my speed, and I was going with the flow of traffic. So it's not like I was impeding the guy. Well, furthermore, he's, you know, no offense, he's not driving anything that's a speed demon either, Eric. No, he's not. He, he wasn't. He, <laughs> he had an F-350 towing a fifth wheel. I mean, I mean, honestly, so just get in line. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it's not like, you know... This isn't rocket well, science. Yeah. And part of the problem there is is that anybody can go out and buy the F-350, buy the fifth wheel, yes. and not have a license yes. capable oh, of oh, actually yeah. towing We've that. talked about that many a time. <laughs> yeah, we, well, you know, there's a video. There, there's actually a video um, uh, on YouTube uh, of an accident, I think it's in California that happened uh, about a week or so back. Guy was getting on the highway in a straight truck, hauling a load of batteries, and an RV come up from his left, cut across three lanes, and hit the guy, and pushed him into the guardrail as he was, you know, as he basically took partially took his front end off as he's jamming on the brakes. The RV then detached. When they hit, it like hooked and then detached. The RV went off the highway, hit the, or went back across the highway, hit the center median, and just basically disintegrated hmm. in the process. And a pretty good sized RV. And you know, one of the comments when you watch the video, it shows on there, it wasn't the guy's first rodeo because there was other damage to the RV before the impact. Wow. Uh, but it's like, yeah, any any moron, you know, with more money than brain, yeah, yeah, can go and buy this stuff and yeah. drive it. And, and yeah, there's no license requirement. No, there's nothing. not. And it's, you know, and it's it's just dumb. No, it really needs is. to be yeah, addressed. I, mean, no, I, I agree. It, yeah. It, but it never will. No. It, it never will. Unfortunately, the RV industry lobby yep. from people They're I've not going to allow that. You are correct. Than many others. You are correct. Um, I actually, you know, discussion we've had before about, you know, trucks here in Colorado up in the mountains. Colorado just passed the law, and the governor signed it. It doubles the fine for trucks violating lane and speed restrictions in some areas. And I was actually talking to my state rep about this, and I says, "Why?" I says, "I, you know, I, and in the email I sent him, I included a picture of a hundred fifty thousand dollar Class A RV that's forty feet long and weighs forty thousand pounds." I said, "This vehicle is half the length," or I said, "Actually, I said about th- almost three quarters the length and better than half the weight." Right. Empty. I said, "Of a tractor trailer." ice isn't any idiot can go out and buy yep. it requires no special training just a no driver's license. license yep and they can do 65 miles an hour down or more. Genesee or more 
and they're exempt from the weight restrict yep. the weight lane restrictions. And I was told by state patrol, well, the troopers don't know how much these vehicles weigh. Baloney. They have no idea. Blah, blah. Baloney. The difference, yeah, in my opinion, I, Eric, the difference is your company can write the check, so that's who they go after. Exactly. Yeah. That well, is the and problem. My to, and my comment to the rep was, maybe we need to pass a law in Colorado requiring all RVs, campers, and travel trailers sold to, to have prominently displayed in permanent markings, just like my truck does, what their GVWR is. Yeah, good luck with that one. Yeah. yeah. And, and, he, and he... I mean, he I would love that, but good luck. Yeah, and, and he, he just, he kind of looked at me, and I says, and I could see the wheels turning, and I said, the RV industry will have you thrown out of office. Yeah, it won't happen. Not going to happen. You're yeah. you're exactly right on that really one. Well. Yep, not going to happen. Yeah. Eric Goodman, i got to run to break. Thank you, man, okay, as great. always. Have a great Independence Day. Ray Warren, hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Geno's Auto Service in Littleton is celebrating 40 years in business. This month, get a $50 NAPA prepaid Visa card with a qualifying NAPA brake purchase of $250 or more. Have you had your brakes checked recently? At Geno's, we recommend checking them every 5,000 miles. Stop in this month and we'll check your brakes for free. Should you need brakes, now is the time to take advantage of Geno's anniversary NAPA brake special. For 40 years, Geno's Auto Service has been serving Littleton and customers along the front range. As members of Colorado Select Auto Care, we back up our work with Napa's nationwide, peace of mind, 36-month, 36,000-mile warranty. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Don't forget to check out all our Geno's Google reviews for a good snapshot of our business. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents, so put this number into your phone, 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa a Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, 
Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, we are back, and I've got a couple of uh, questions that have come in via text message. I'll get those answered here in a moment. Never fear. Ray and Littleton, you're next. Hey there, John. Great hey, Ray. As always. Hey, good to hear from you. Hey, listen, um, I've got an oddball situation with an odometer reading. Okay. I had talked to you about my 06TL, about the cats and everything. Right. And uh, something I had slipped my mind um, it had 153 and some change as far as miles. Okay. And um, when it started running poorly, I uh, I called up uh, a friend of mine who works at Courtesy Acura, told him what was going on. He actually came by and looked the car over and said, yeah, we got a problem with the timing belt and the tension or something. It's starting to chew the belt. So anyway, I had it uh, later that week. I had it towed to the dealership, and, and this is the weird thing. The car sits a lot. And um, I, as soon as I got in the car and turned the key on just so I could, you know, put it in neutral and roll it back to the tow truck, I saw the odometer reading, and it said it read 150,000 miles even. So it had dropped over 3,000 miles. Hmm. Weird. Uh, yeah. And then so he, tow truck sent it out there. The ticket stated, you know, 150,000 miles even. So he took care of the tensioner and the timing belt and also the intake manifold. And when I got the car back, it had 150,932 miles on it. So it had, from the it time jumped. I had left my house, it jumped, it jumped up 900-something miles by the time I got it back. Hmm. This is, I, you know, I, you know, I report my, my mileage to my insurance company, you know, State Farm, you know, for that old drive safe thing, you know. Right. And so I explained to them because <laughs> it had more miles on it and they didn't seem to, they didn't seem to care. You know, it's one of those weird things. Mm-hmm. So it's accurate now, but, and, and I did end up replacing the battery about a month later. Okay. Because it sits a lot. I mean, I, I put it on a trickle charger, but the battery was old. Right, right. And I, I was just wondering, is it, could it have been an electrical thing? I mean, what would uh, what would change? Very, you know what, Ray? Great, great question. I have no idea. There's no reason why that thing should change the readout ever. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, something had to have gone on in the head unit itself to cause that. Otherwise, it wouldn't have done it. Okay, well. If it's okay no now, it's no okay, foul. but that's odd. I've never heard of that. 
Yeah, me neither. That's a know. weird one. All right. Well, listen, gentlemen, thank hey, you so Ray, much. Hey, Ray, have a great time. Independence Day week. Thank you very much. Appreciate it as always. Warren and Cheyenne, happy Independence Day weekend, Warren. What's up? God bless you, brother. Hey, likewise. Always good to hear from you, hey, sir. Uh, yeah, once in a while. You know, growing up, I'm I'm as bad as you were, John, about blowing things up. Nothing better. You know, I I only grew up a couple of miles from you. Right. And uh, we had uh, two ranches in Steamboat as well. And my uncle, my grandfather. And what I loved about going up there was we had access to dynamite. <laughs> now that's a show. <laughs> I blew up things that I... We never caused any damage, but I'm uh, I'm amazed that we didn't blow each other up. That's hilarious. <laughs> it was Hercules Dynamite. Hercules Dynamite. Okay, what's the best thing you ever blew up, Warren? Fish. Fish? We we used to string up a, a <laughs> net across the Yampa River. Oh, man. And uh, Throw the dynamite up. in the water? Yeah. And, and, and it Dad, shocks the fish, Dad and there would, you go. Dad would say, where did you get all these fish? <laughs> I said, we really had a good morning, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm still trying to sell the well truck, bud. Okay. Well, when I you, when you uh, again, if you get ready to bring it down here, the guys at Worldwide, I'm sure, would help you, Warren. You know, I called them, John. They loved the truck. They just didn't like the service equipment on it. Yeah. So it didn't quit quite fit their menu. Because you've still but got I'm all still your gonna... stuff on it, your welders and everything on it, right? Yeah. I I and I'm um. I'm gonna pick at it. Uh, you know what? I may have uh, I may have a buyer for that, Warren. Now that I think about that, send me pictures of that. Okay. I may have a buyer for that. I've actually got uh, a son moving back up this way to do some things and welding and so on, and that's what he does, and we need to get him set up, and that might work very well for him, actually, now that I think about it. Well, you know, John, uh, it's the only reason I'm selling it, I'm retired. Right. And uh, the only reason I retired is I couldn't find good help. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm 73 years old. You're still a young man, Warren. Yeah, right. (laughs) But uh, I'm feeling good and uh, just wanted to wish you a good Independence Day. Well, you too. And again, serious, send me pictures and I'll see what I can do. I've got my boy moving up here in about a month or so, and that might work really well for him. So let me know, Warren. Yeah, I will. Okay. All right, man. Appreciate you, Warren. Take care. And uh, I love hearing from Warren. Good good guy. I, I, I... I hope Game and Fish doesn't know where Warren. What's the statute of limitations yeah. on blowing up the fish? Stunning the fish, maybe is a better Stunning. way to say it. Stunning the fish. I've yeah. never done that. Okay, had a question. At what point do you replace a windshield? Just had a nick in the windshield that's not fixable right in my field of vision, another spot that was fixed but not well that came with the truck and it reflects light in the sun and it annoys me. Do you wait until the windshield is junk, junk, or is it annoying enough to have a new one put in? I'm Mr. Anal, so I'm probably not the right guy to ask because that would annoy me, and I would put a windshield in it. So 
I'm that guy. Now, I know other people that would run until there's a crack so bad that the state patrol's stopping them, and then they'd put a windshield in it, but that's not me. I, yep. I don't like things like that, so I personally, if that were me and that was my truck, I would be getting a windshield in it right now because I that would drive me absolutely crazy. I, I, I'm that guy. That would just drive me bonkers. So. Yep. Uh, in my case, I would be putting a windshield in. I mean, you got to do what you need to do. There's nothing illegal about what you're doing right now as far as driving, but it would just drive me crazy. So if I were you, I would put a windshield in it. That's just me. Um, sorry, but I, that's what I would do. And I'm, I'm getting one in one of my vehicles uh, almost as we speak because of that same reason. So I know exactly what you're talking about. So, Eric, you're next. Hey, so... Uh, Warren's call reminded me of something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so two Independence Day memories. So we moved to Colorado in 78. And back then, a lot of the fireworks stands to get the good stuff. And I'm talking about the places that are down there on, on that used to be down there on Federal. To get the good stuff, you had to go in the back room. But in order to go in the back room, uh, in some of those places, you had to have an out-of-state driver's license. You know, you had to have be from a state that allowed the good stuff. And every year, my grandparents would drive out here from Ohio to visit, where the good stuff was legal. And my dad, my grandfather, and I would go down there, and we'd spend a couple hundred bucks and come home. And I, I every time, and I delivered to that those fireworks places now. And I remember that I brought it up to the guy down there one day, and he he just looked at me and said, "God, you're old." He said, "We haven't done that in decades." Mm. But the other one, so it's the summer of 86. You remember the place on Federal that was there forever and ever that you could go get the good stuff at almost year-round? Yeah, it's still there. They're still open. They just don't sell the good stuff, right? Right. They just, yeah, the stuff that goes, the the really good stuff. I'm not going there to buy snakes, I'm sorry, or glow worms. I mean, like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Glow worms and sparklers are on 4th of July. Yeah, they sell some good stuff, but not the, I mean, nowadays. Not the good stuff. stuff, You've got to go to Wyoming. Right. Um, but anyhow, summer of 86, we're moving from one house to it. My parents and I are moving from one house to another and my girlfriend and the neighbors and my buddies that were helping us move and got a U-Haul truck sitting there and we're lighting off fireworks. We've gone and bought a whole bunch of stuff and we're lighting stuff off. And I'm standing in the middle of the street. I put a bunch of pop bottle rockets in a glass bottle, lift all the fuses and step back about 10, 15 feet. For whatever reason, probably from the flames, the pop, the bottle fell over, and I was chased down the street by pop bottle rockets. Uh huh. We were uh-huh. kids; we'd shoot them at each other. We probably shouldn't tell anybody we that. But. Well, man, the un- unfortunately, we did that a few times. Then from the heat, the, pot, the glass bottle, and, and for for those young whippersnappers out there. Uh, beverages used to come in glass bottles. Yes, they did. Uh, yes, they That's did. why they're we called pop bottle rockets. rockets. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, after several times of doing this, the glass of the bottle broke. Mm-hmm. Probably from all that excess heat uh, and whatnot. So yep. we're getting towards the end of the night, and we're just sticking pop bottle rockets wherever we can to light them off. And we had a wooden fence po- or wooden mailbox post up front, and a couple of pop bottle rockets and crack in the light them and one took off and went straight across the street and exploded the other one mind of its own and it came out of the fence post made a hard left 
and went into the grill and radiator of the U-Haul truck. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Kapooey. <laughs> yeah, it it did not trigger um, a leak immediately. But it did eventually. It did the next day. Yeah. Um, as we were on our way going from one house to the other. Yep. But, yeah, my we're, we're sitting at a red light, and uh, my my I'm driving the U-Haul truck, and 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 uh, my buddy was with, and my girlfriend were in the cab with me, and my mom and dad are behind us, and we come around the corner, and all of a sudden the uh, coolant light comes on, and I pull or the engine overheat comes on, and I pull over and I stop. My dad says, he says, I think you're leaking coolant, and I says, you think? And we pop the hood, and yeah, sure enough, you know, there's steam everywhere, and there's coolant. Uh, there was a, uh, used to be a checker auto right there, and uh, they went inside and got a couple gallons of coolant and dumped it in there and made it the few blocks to the new house. And my dad called U-Haul and said, we don't know what happened. We honestly don't know what happened. The radiator sprung a leak as we were en route. Because obviously there's no way hell we're going to tell them we right. put a hole in the radiator right. with a pop bottle rocket. And uh, sure enough, about uh, two hours later, one of their mechanics showed up and looked at it. And he says, uh, well, how much more do you have? And we said, well, probably two more trips. And they gave my ri- my dad a ride down to the U-Haul store and gave us a new truck for no charge and sent a tow truck to come and get the other wow. one. Um, and... Yeah, it's, we we were never, you know, my, my mother kept her fingers crossed for probably three months. I'm sure, making sure nothing came back, get, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that we weren't going to get a mystery yep. bill yep. or get a bill in the mail for replacing a radiator. Mm. Yep. But, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you're lucked that, out. And then uh, once we got into that new house, a couple of years later, we went up to Wyoming one year and spent a couple hundred dollars on fireworks and come down, and we're setting fireworks off on 4th of July. And it happened to be my grandparents were here visiting, and my girlfriend's there, and her car's parked beside the uh, beside the garage, and we're lighting the um, the, uh, the, you know, the stuff that has the little teeny tiny little rockets in there. Yeah, they're about the diameter and size of a pencil. Right. You usually get them in twenty five or fifty shot. Well, we happen to light light one of those off, and it starts going every which direction, and all of a sudden, like four of these things come flying out of there and went underneath my girlfriend's car and exploded. And the decision was made that all future fireworks would be lit, would be lit off farther out in the middle of the cul-de-sac than only five away feet from away the cars. From yes. Yes. Drive. Good idea. Yeah, well, I, I mean, the, the car was far enough away, but the stuff was, you know, we would just have the stuff maybe five, 10 feet from the end of the driveway. Right. And we're in a wide-open cul-de-sac with nothing around. Everybody moved their cars off yep. the street yep. because we're lighting off fireworks. Yep. And, the, yeah, the decision was made, hey, the garden hose will reach a little bit farther in the event of a problem. Let's move everything Good idea. farther out into the cul-de-sac. Yep. Good, yeah. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. good idea. Good idea. Good story, Eric. So, Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Have a, no, have a good one. Appreciate you very much. Speaking of, really quick, Bob, hang tight. I'll get you right after the break. This was a tweet that went out. Keep in mind, we have 100 cars a day on average that get stolen in this front-range area, stealing catalytic converters, on and on we go. We, we already know the routine. I mean, we are, you know, we're shooting each other at different times of the day and night and so on and so forth. So, you know, we got all that going on. Okay? Crime is rampant in Denver. But, rest assured, the Denver Police Department seized 
$80,000 in illegal fireworks on Monday that the department posted on his Facebook page with a video of what was confiscated. So that is far more important, evidently, than stopping car thieves, catalytic converter thieves, and people from shooting one another. Just, just making sure that DPD has this all lined out. Yeah. So just, again, getting confiscated fireworks off the streets, that is a much, much bigger, bigger problem than car theft, shooting one another, and catalytic converter theft. Just make sure everybody understands. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. Well, it's finally here. The heat. As temperatures heat up, we ask more and more from our cars. Sitting in traffic, running the air conditioner, and keeping the engine cool can really take its toll in the heat of the summer. As the coolant in your car ages, it begins to lose its reserve alkalinity and can become corrosive, causing significant damage to engine components. Additionally, as the coolant breaks down, it will begin to foam. That foam causes the coolant to have a decreased ability to transfer heat from the engine. And as engine temperatures increase, vehicle performance decreases. A loss of fuel economy and inadequate climate control functions can quickly become an unpleasant reality. So, what should you do? We recommend that you check the coolant in your vehicle every year for freeze protection and pH level. It is important to replace the coolant in your vehicle prior to the point of failure. Most repair shops will have sophisticated equipment that will introduce a cleaner to the cooling system to remove harmful deposits and infuse new coolant to protect your engine. Make sure your new coolant contains the BG Supercool cooling system conditioner to maximize the life and protection of the new coolant and help your car stay healthy and cool in those hot dog days of summer. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie. We'll talk to you again next week. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. 
take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we are back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Myself, Jeff Kitty, Larry Unger, of course, answering phones. Charlie Grimes, your engineer. And question of the day, great memory from Independence Day. Or what's a vehicle you once owned, got rid of, and wish you had back? Bob, what's up? Oh, John, I could take up the rest of the hour. (laughs) The the vehicle that I uh, owned, sold, and cry about was my 2017 Chevy SS. Yeah. Sold it with 660 miles. Yeah, I sold mine too. Oh, well, that's the way it goes. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know. What do you do? You got what you want, whatever. You know, it is what it is. Let's let's talk about fireworks. So, you know, I'm originally from Buffalo, New York, which is pretty close to the Pennsylvania border. And then Pennsylvania drive through Erie, PA, and you're in Ohio. Now, I grew up in the 50s and the 60s. In Ohio, you could buy good fireworks, and we're talking M80s, the real ones. Yep. Cherry bombs, silver salutes. But when we couldn't get those, you'd, you'd get one of the kids, you know, that had a driver's license, 16 years old, pile into the car, and you'd go over there and load up. But anyway, we discovered how to make our own bombs. Hmm. And, uh, and you could still get this recipe off the Internet. We didn't have an Internet back then. We right. had a, I don't know how we figured it out. But it, it consists of powdered charcoal, powdered saltpeter, and powdered sulfur. Now, the sulfur, the big kids would rob that from the lab, the chemistry lab at high school. The saltpeter we got from veterinary supplies. And the charcoal, we just powdered our own. Right. We would go to the hardware store, and we would buy half-inch galvanized Careful. pipe nipples with caps. And we, at the hobby store, you could buy this stuff called Jet X Fuel. <laughs> uh, no, Jet X Fuse. So you'd, you'd uh, put the cap on one end of the pipe nipple, pack it full of powder. Well, first you put the fuse in the hole of 30, one 32nd hole. Packed it in there, and then, and then took the cap, uh, the uh, galvanized pipe cap on the other end, tightened it down as tight as you could get it. And those were the half-inch ones. Those work really well. I'm sure. Well, it up. We went to three-quarter-inch galvanized. Oh, man. <laughs> Going up in size. And the, best, and the best thing we blew up with that, we thought we were going to up, blow up a telephone, a pay telephone, and get the change out of it. Oh, and we put it in a New York telephone freestanding uh, phone booth and blew the entire thing off the ground. Oh, my word. Oh, my God. So that was the homemade stuff. Oh, man. That's funny. You, you want me to tell you how to make a zip gun out of a car engine? No, probably no, no, shouldn't. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stay on air. Okay. See you later. All right, Bob. Okay. Always good. Appreciate you, man. And uh, I somebody else called or texted in and wanted me to talk about top-tier fuel. I'll do that here in a few minutes as well. Randy in Arvada, you're next. Yes, sir. I just uh, haven't talked to you guys on Saturdays for a long time. And I just recently had a problem with my 07 Suzuki, 207,000 miles. Started running hot and took me a couple of days to figure out I got a little 
pinhole leak on the heater hose there, oh, right, okay. right next to the clamp. Yep. Okay, so I went into Napa, and of course nobody really stocks Suzuki parts anymore. No, so that's the one downside have, to it, as you know. Yeah. So they're just going to have orders. So uh, they ordered it, and, and this was like eight days ago, and they said it uh, hoses will be here on the 29th. You know, that was the confirmation they got. So I'm I'm having to put in a half gallon of water when I get to work half gallon of water when I get home. I mean, it was getting bad, right? So I stopped on my way home on the 29th. Nope. Hoses haven't even been shipped yet. Hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I said, this is going to turn into a disaster any, mm-hmm. any minute now. So uh, they checked and the hoses had been shipped. They were ready for shipping that day from, from, from the manufacturer gate. Okay. I'm like, oh man, what am I going to do? Okay, so these guys at the Napa store, and, and they didn't, there was no you know, previous agreement or anything that I was going to call in or nothing like that. They just did this out of the generosity, you know, and, and kindness. And, uh, so they, they provided me with like a foot piece of just standard, the same diameter heater hose, a couple of clamps and a little splice tube and, uh, you know, recommended, you know, how I put it in and everything, you know, and they didn't even charge me for it because they felt bad really? that these hoses, not a dime, they uh. felt really terrible that these hoses had been delayed and not, not their fault. It was coming yeah. from the manufacturer, right. right? you know, but I just wanted to call in and let you know what uh, great customer service that was at uh, the 64th and Sheridan store there in Napa. Uh, and I wrote down these guys' names, and I forgot to bring a piece of paper with me. But one of them was the manager, and I, Dane and we know I can't remember. But anyway, these guys were great, man. And they said, no, they said, uh, these hoses right here, it says they'll be shipped out today. They should be here Monday. I said, okay. So in the meantime, right now, I have a temporary repair job. It looks like... It's the monkeyest, monkey riggest thing you've ever seen in your life, but it works for now. So, anyway, I just well, that's awesome, and, you know, Randy. Yeah. I appreciate that. Actually, I was over at the Arvada store yeah. here a couple of weeks ago picking some stuff up on a Sunday, so I appreciate that. Yeah, I just wanted to give you know let them know how much I appreciate uh, what they did for me. That's um, all I, I appreciate that, Randy. Thank you, by the way. Appreciate that very, very much, Craig. Uh, Marianne, guys, hang tight. We'll come right back. We'll uh, uh, be be. Back here quickly. Again, I'm going to talk about also top-tier fuel at some point. Never fear. I'll do that as well. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. No one likes to be that person. You know the one stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy. And make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555. Or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Most oil changes are the same. 
Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me if you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle give them a call today by the way sign up today for the vip list they'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet and it's at a discounted price worldwide vintage autos don't let the name fool you they sell worldwide but their showroom is right here in denver find them today at worldwidevintageautos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, rev up your engines and mark your calendars for the 6th Annual Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet. It's going to be an incredible event for car enthusiasts and families alike. Get ready to experience one of the largest car shows in the area. Join us on August 5th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Rocky Mountain Metro Airport, conveniently located at 11905 Corporate Way in Broomfield. Entertainment will be in full swing throughout the day, ensuring there's never a dull moment. Prepare for the thrill of airport flybys, showcasing the beauty of flight. Treat your taste buds to a mouth-watering selection of food options. From live music to engaging activities, there's something for everyone. Don't miss your chance to display your prized vehicle at the car show. Car show entry is just $10, and you can park your classic or unique ride starting at 8 a.m. It's an opportunity to showcase your passion for automobiles and support the Collector Car Council of Colorado. We've got an extra treat for you. Drive Radio will be broadcasting live from the event. Come by and say hello to John Rush and his crew. Tune in, turn up the volume, and join the excitement. So mark your calendars for August 5th. The 6th Annual Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet is an event you don't want to miss. Gather your friends and family for a day filled with automotive wonders, delicious food, captivating collectibles, thrilling flybys, and live entertainment. Remember, car show entry is $10, and spectator admission is just $5 per adult. All funds raised go towards supporting the Collector Car Council of Colorado. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Jeff Kitty, Craig, and Wheat Ridge, you're next. Go ahead. Hey, John, how'd you hear with the uh, hailstorms coming through Golden? 
We didn't have a whole lot, just a pea size, luckily. Otherwise, uh, yeah, it would not be good. But no, so far, so good. Yeah, we. I I think we were on the fringe of the worst of it. We're out of it over in Mountain View. The, the trees got pretty pretty demolished. Yeah, it's awful. That wasn't too bad. Yeah. I mean, we just had a bunch of leaves. Uh, it's funny, you, right when you said uh, about the seizure of the $80,000 worth of fireworks by the Denver Police Department, I was about ready to call in and tell you that. I, I'm like you, you know, with all the other stuff we got going on in the city. This is what they're worrying about. Now, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing they, you know, probably found a, did a sting operation. Somebody's probably selling these illegal out of their garage. Blah blah blah. I mean, I, I, I get it, Craig. I mean, it's illegal. I get it. Whatever. My biggest thing is just is we don't have anything bigger on our plate besides that. Well, we do, but you know, you know my story about the uh, cardboard. Oh yeah. For everybody, so, um, the. You know, I can understand in years when we've had, you know, severe drought, especially, you know, in mountain areas where we've got a lot of dead timber. I can understand. I can understand that as well. You know, there there are common sense things that should apply to all of this. And I understand that not everybody has common sense. And that's why we have some of the laws we have today, because people don't have any common sense. But I also know that, frankly, these laws started to come into play when I was young. I mean, early 80s, we started having some of this nonsense. The bluer and bluer we went as a state, the more of a no fun league we became, Craig. And it's the point now to where there absolutely is no fun left. It's either the fun they want you to have only or don't have it. Well, it's just you know, you've got to pay to go see a big fireworks display for the most part now. Um, you, you can't buy any, at least unless you go up to Wyoming and, and bring them home. But then you, you might have a Karen in the neighborhood that might call you in. Might? Uh, that's a guarantee, Craig. There will be one somewhere. They're no. everywhere, so you'll have one somewhere for sure. That I can guarantee you. And then all this, they have actually, you know, ruined. You know, the 4th of July, it just doesn't have the... You don't look forward to it like you used to, at least I don't. I, it's and, not the same as it used to be, Craig. Yeah. You are 100% correct in that area. Yes. And, you know, we've had so much rain. I mean, the fire danger is virtually non-existent right now. In this whole front range area, it's nil. Yeah, so I don't know. But then you were talking about the uh, windshield. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm getting one replaced for the same reason you were talking about. It's just got so many little pits yeah. and, and small chips. It did not eventually form a crack, but looking into it into the sun, it's like you're looking through a dirty windshield even when it's it's not dirty. Right. And, you know, so yep. I'm, I'm doing the same thing today this afternoon. Yep, I and again, I, that's just me. I just I don't like looking through them that are, you know, cracked or, you know, even, even X amount of picks, depending upon where they're fixed. If they're out of the, you know, line of sight, I'm okay. But if they're in that driver's area, that gets tougher. Well, all, all right, man. Appreciate you, Craig, very much. As always, have a great Independence Day. Marianne, you're next. Go ahead. John? Yes, Marianne, how are you? Okay. I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, this happened during the 80s, and I was living, of course, I lived in Colorado and uh, used to go to the Mile High Church of Religious Science and had a lot of single friends there. And so this guy invited me to go up to Evergreen Lake okay. on New on, uh the 4th of July night. So he said, well, we're, I know a guy that's 
you know, has a house around that lake. He said, what we're going to do, we're going to wait until a patrol chases everybody off the lake. And then we're going to go out in a canoe and go stealth ah. and watch the fireworks as they explode above us. Okay. And I'll tell you what, it was such an awesome evening. Just fabulous. Francis Scott Key, you know, and all this other yeah. stuff. And so we're heading in to the shore, to the dock, and I didn't realize that he was moving, and of course, I moved at the same time, and I got off the canoe and flipped him right in the water. So (laughs) for many, many months after that, let's go up and uh, have another canoe ride up at Evergreen. I said, I think I'll, I'll take a rain chip. But anyway, it was a cute story. That's, that yep. is great. No, that's good. Marianne, thank you, by the way. That's, that's a good story. I think I can squeeze this in. I've got time. Somebody texted in and asked, heard me talk in the past about top-tier fuel. Doesn't really know what top-tier, what top-tier fuel is and wanted me to explain. So this is we talk about this a lot. I haven't talked about it much as of late. That's a great point. Top-tier fuel means it's the fuel stations – the fuel companies, I should say, are blending and manufacturing, you know, manufacturing the fuel to meet a particular standard that is set by the top tier organization. Probably the best way for me to explain that. It's got to have the right additives, detergents, etc. Everything has to meet a certain standard, uh, volatility, etc. And again, there's a standard that is set for top tier fuel. In fact, it was top tier designation came about. Many, many, many years ago, uh, General Motors, BMW, some of the top manufacturers out there said, listen, we want a high-quality fuel in our vehicles. We were having trouble even all the way back in the 80s with the quality of fuel and even vehicles under warranty not performing as, as, as they should have been because a lot of the fuel just was not as good as it should have been to make the vehicles operate the way they needed to. So these manufacturers got together. They came up with a standard. It's called Top Tier, and you can Google Top Tier Fuel, and you'll find a website for that. Diesel fuel is now starting to be added into that designation as well. But you can find Top Tier Fuel stations at that website, but offhand in Colorado, Costco, uh, all of your, you know, Conoco, Phillips, uh, if there's some Exxon stations floating around, you'll see it there. Uh, most of your cut rate stations are not top tier fuel. So 7-Eleven, Gasomats, a lot of those are not top tier. Now, are is there good fuel at some of the non-top tier station? It depends. You've got to look at each one of those independently and determine what is their fuel like, <clears throat> you know, read some of the reviews and so on. Uh, I would never, ever, ever buy gasoline at a pump that is asking you to put an ad pack into it at the pump because that is nothing more than a marketing money-making tool that they're making on additives that ought to be in the fuel Anyway, so you go to King Supers, for example, and you're there, and it's talking to you, telling you to push this button, add this ad pack, blah, blah, blah. The answer is no. If that fuel doesn't have that in it in the first place, I don't want to buy it. I'm going to move on to a station that does. And frankly, if, I have a, if I've got a modern vehicle, which I do, and I do do this, I will not buy gasoline at any cut rate station, period. It's as simple as that. And, again, you can go to, I think it's toptiergas.com. Don't quote me on that. I'll look it up. The links are typically on our website, drive-radio.com. But to me, that's an easy, uh, where you buy fuel is an easy answer, and I would not buy any cut-rate fuel, period. I just don't feel at the end of the day 
uh, you're you're uh, benefiting yourself. You're not even benefiting your wallet when it's all said and done because mm-hmm. what you end up with down the road from running cut rate fuel will still cost you more money in the end. So you're really not yep. saving any money when it's all said and done. Um, anyways, just just saying. Um, somebody was making fun of my comments on the. Um, the uh, fireworks being confiscated could cause as many crimes as my rifle, shotgun, or handgun. Aren't we all glad that they're off the streets? Yeah, and he's, he said, just kidding. Yeah, I, thank you. There's so many other things, for personally speaking, that the city of Denver and the police department could worry about besides confiscating $80,000 worth of, worth of uh, fireworks. And, and I get it. They're illegal. They're not supposed to be there. Somebody's probably making money selling them out of the garage, whatever. Okay, I get it. Okay, it's illegal. Fine, but don't we have better things to do? That's my main point. We'll come back. Another full hour coming your way. Drive Radio, it is a live show today, July 1st, klzradio.com. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.